0: Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. I've got some new episodes for the 100 Masked Men series where I anonymously interview different men from all walks of life about dating, sex, gender roles, and the meaning of masculinity. This week we're talking about why some guys stay single and what they're really looking for in a relationship. Masked man number 18 is the jovial man. An absolute hoot to be around, I totally understand why everyone is so attracted to his energy. But relationships were never much of a thing in his life. He's never had a girlfriend, and he didn't even have sex until he was over 30 years old. He shares his story on growing up in the Middle East, moving to Toronto, and adjusting to the hustle mentality, boys' locker room talk, and the unhealthy addiction behind porn and masturbation. I think what's really interesting to hear about is how guys talk to each other about sex, but make sure to separate that from feelings, and the fear, at least for this guy, about how his male friends might see him differently after being vulnerable in front of them. I mean, if you can't even do that in front of your best friends, how on earth would you be comfortable in an intimate relationship? I got questions. Let's get into it.
1: So I grew up in the Middle East, in Doha, Qatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, my family is from India. My mom was from Bangalore, and my dad was from Pune. And, uh, my dad moved with my mom to the Middle East around the 70s. And then from there, I have, a, have an older sister. And me and her basically grew up in, in Qatar the, our, our whole life. And we would go to India pretty frequently. Like I think for 18 years, we would go like for four months to India. We'll go live in Bangalore, go live in Mumbai, go live in Pune. So like from there, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting kind of life. Mm-hmm. It was good. But now I live in Canada. I, I work as a music pro- uh, music producer here. And yeah, and no regrets coming to no regrets coming to Canada.
0: Yeah. How old were you when you moved to Canada?
1: So initially, I came to university when I was 18 years old. That was like 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did my 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 field of study was in commerce. So I did that first. Then eventually, I went. I was planning to move back to to Qatar and like work with you know with my family. Uh, but you know, uh, my dad noticed. I'm growing up. I wasn't a very attentive student. I wasn't very, uh, how do you say book smart, but, and I would be, I was just, I was just a video game guy. I used used to play video games all the time, dude. Then eventually he just saw, I I was really into music, music production and things like that. And basically he kind of forced me to do it because he's like, yo, you're always up to like eight in the morning. And then the first thing you do, you wake up and you make music again. So from there, he kind of forced me, which I'm really happy he did, to go back to school. And that was in 2014. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. So, yeah. so you would you say that you had a very encouraging father figure? Oh, up? oh, yeah,
1: you know, yeah. I miss him. I miss him. Yeah, he was, he was the best. He was the best.
0: Yeah, because I think a lot of you know father son relationships you know they tend to have complications you know what i mean when like the best like you actually did go for commerce which is a you know very responsible decision to go through and for a father to tell you you know what actually go for what you want i think that's that's kind of rare do you think that's rare
1: yeah i mean you know like i lived with it so it was difficult the thing was he passed away like that year when i went to school for for music right so like i definitely felt it was i just felt like everything just made sense You know what I mean? In terms of like, oh, okay. I wish he got to see where I was now because there's so many things I wanted to ask him like in terms of like financial advice because growing up in in the Middle East and Qatar, we're all kind of spoiled. We're we're pretty spoiled. Everything was done for us, right? You know, like school, don't worry about it. Don't need a part-time job. I'm like, I'm 30 No, you don't need a job. It's okay. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, it was it was terrible. And then I I would come I would live in so when I did my commerce degree I was in Oshawa and a lot of my friends you know I just had to go to school get my grades and that's it some mm-hmm. of my friends in oshawa they would have to like have a day job and then work at night and then go to school and then like you know study for their midterms and they would still have time to do like other activities right and for me that was such an alien concept that was such really alien thing. yeah because in, in qatar we couldn't get it we couldn't get a job at 18 years old it was not like uh it wasn't legal so you had to like get like a work like a work contract and things like that so for me when i came here i was like wow these guys are doing a lot you know and for me i've I was like, I just have to go to class, smoke mm-hmm. weed, come back and just study. And that's it. Right. So for me, it was a very alien thing. Yeah. My dad was super supportive. Like he, he definitely wanted me to get into music just because I was so into, I was just so into that whole process. And I was never like that as a kid. I was, mm. like, I was really like laissez-faire.
0: Okay. Did your work ethic change when you moved to North America and, you know, the hustle culture that we have in comparison to what you were brought up with?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Like when, it's still changing now to this day, but I definitely feel like when I first came here, I was like my, I was, I think I was battling depression too in a weird, cause like when I, when I moved here, it was, I was three months, it was three months after my dad died. So like, it was still fresh in my head and my mom and my sister were back in, in Qatar. My sister had a job there and she couldn't leave. And my mom was still wrapping things up. So basically, like, I had to, I got my visa to come back to Canada. So I, my mom was, my family was super supportive. They're like, dude, just go. Don't worry, we'll be fine. So there was, like, a lot of unanswered, there's a lot of things that, i had to deal with alone like when i came back to canada like literally my guardians were nice enough in mississauga to take me in and be like you know you're not not there yet so like we can help you out so they were really kind in that way but yeah like i would just forget about it was really weird i would kind of hide all these problems like all Mm. these negative thoughts just like making music and i'd be like oh i have to i have to get all this out. I have to do this. I have to do that. Like trying to like be busy, but bro, when you come back home, you're just like alone with your thoughts. And then you're just like, I just realized this this year. Cause I was like, why am I hustling so much? And like, I don't even, I haven't even like kind of gone, like gone deep into myself and understood like how I feel, how I feel about certain things. And like my personality and my self-esteem, you know, I've just been so clouded in this hustle culture that I never took the time to sit down and be like, mm-hmm. you know, this makes sense. Like,
0: yeah. And I think, I mean, you know, beyond all of the troubles that pandemic has given us, there has been that gift of that time, time for self-reflection. Right. So I feel like there is a new movements of people becoming more self-aware, specifically men doing that. I think women have just always been doing that. They're just a little bit more communicative with each other. And would you agree that men don't talk to each other? about feelings and stuff oh do you think it gets better now or recently it's got better
1: i'm ready to open up this can of worms for, <laughs> sure, for sure like are you, so are you talking like right now or just like growing up
0: so in comparison to like growing up and to right now like do you think it's changed where now men are like more more yeah. open to talking to each other about feelings
1: Well, I think, like, growing up, I had a pretty toxic friend group. Like, my close friends were really nice, right? Like, they were great. But then we would talk about, like, how we felt, you know. But then I had, like, this other group of friends, the majority, which is, like, I was hanging out with all the time we would drink we would smoke we would do all that kind of stuff and definitely like for them talking about your feelings was like a no-no especially when alcohol is involved like it just starts pouring out right so yeah they're like yo bro i don't want to hear your shit really and you get demeaned <laughs> for it like they're like yo you know i don't mean to say this in a bad way but they would call us like a pussy or they would be like yo you're you're fried you know like mm. you're like don't do that and it's funny because when i moved here I definitely saw my circle change because my my friend circle here, some of them are guys, right? Like I haven't been in a situation where I've been super upset, you know. But I definitely like I can call someone up and be like, hey, you know, like dude, my feeling my feeling the best, right? And yeah, I think my friend circle now here, they they're more than happy to talk about it, you know what I mean? But definitely, there's like this vilification because I I feel like when you call your friend up. Mm-hmm. you explain your problems you guys speak for an hour or so mm-hmm. and then after the phone call is done like you know I don't know maybe it's just this, this my, my past trauma like what if they don't look at me the same way like what if they don't appreciate me the same way you know what I mean like they might look down on really? me more oh you know, yeah 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 it happens
0: do you think like it's a weakness to kind of explain that vulnerable side of you and then that's why you're like oh no now they have a one up on me is it that mentality or what
1: well like the thing is that you just don't know, like, how your friend might react in that moment. Because, dude, I've said how I felt to people that I thought they were, like, ride or die, right? Or they were, like, they were really close friends. But then when they heard that information, they're, like, okay, I'm going to step away for a little bit. I'm going to step to the side. You know what I mean? And, dude, you remember these kind of things, these experiences, and you start to, like, cross-reference it to what's happening now, right? That's how I view it. So, like, that's why I get very hesitant to talk about stuff very hesitant especially with guys women it's a little bit easier but even then with women there's definitely i've said things to women and they look at me differently they're like dude you're a fucking you're a fucking kickboxer man like you know and i'm like yeah but i have feelings too Like, <laughs> i have like fucking i have a heart man you know yeah dude i think it's very it's a very complex complex issue you know as kids we grow up if we fall down like as a man or a boy you fall down they just say, "Oh, get back up!" Oh, mm. you get you get kicked in the head. Oh, just get back up. Uh, you know. So when as little kids, women see that too, they see like, oh, you know, they're strong. They're strong figures. So it's very hard. It's like it's kind of difficult to break that kind of. I think it's getting broken down for sure now. But growing up, it was like that. Like, dude, I scraped my knee. I messed up my legs, and they're like, "Oh, just just get up," you know. Not my family. My family were like, "Yo, don't worry about it." Aww. But my school, my school was like, "Yo." They'll be such a, you know, jabroni. <laughs> it's like, Okay. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, I can see that with guys in the sense of physical strength, right? Like, I mean, you're a kickboxer, right? Like there's, you're okay getting a hit, right? And, and healing off of that, you'll get back up and you'll try again. But when it comes to emotional pain,
1: emotion is the worst.
0: Like, what's yeah. Like yeah, if you say like, it's a lot, I guess, for you to talk to friends, when is it too much for them?
1: past couple of weeks personally for me like have been very a lot of like like self-reflection and i don't know like when before all this happened for these past couple of weeks my friends will hang out i'll be the jovial guy like hey what's going on i'll start hugging everyone and stuff like that right i still am like that but definitely if they if i come out one day and i'm not like that they're Mm -hmm. gonna be like well dude we kind of we want we kind of want to hang out with you for that reason you know what i mean because you're so jovial and then some days you're not feeling like that then you know sometimes your friends might not let you know like dude what's the problem you know what i mean so i mean definitely there's this thing of like i have to kind of put this facade Mm -hmm. but sometimes dude it's hard for me you know like jovial and things like that and i definitely do feel like yeah people would look at that and be like what's what's going on you know what i mean
0: but isn't that just being a whole person You know, because otherwise you're only giving like 20%, like the the happy version you, you know, and oh yeah, all of the other layers, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. The thing is, we're all different. I've been in, I have an older sister, and I have, I'm very close to my mom, too, and my sister. So I kind of, I've I've been in the female that di- I've been in that in the house with that strong female dynamic when they're both, you know, together and they're we're all eating together and we're like mm-hmm. going out together. I could, yeah. So like I've been in that in that situation. So I kind of understand it. if a friend came up to me and I'm so comfortable talking about this kind of stuff man with my friends. Right. I just but then not everyone has grown up like me. You know what I mean? My dad was super. My dad was pretty sensitive, too. He was very sensitive, so it's funny. My dad, he was very close with his uncle at one point. He his uncle passed away from smoking, from cigarettes. Mm -hmm. He had lung cancer, and then like the next year, his his mother got cancer too, right? So my dad was in this really raw state, you know what I mean? And it's really upsetting. So when she passed away my uh, my dad would be like, just say it in like random with us, like, I just miss my mom, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes my mom would be like, oh, if she passed away, don't worry about it. You know, it's like, it's gone. And I felt like, I'm like, yo, that's such a fucked up thing to say. You know what I mean? I never, I really hated that because that's so fucking, you know, I you're just not navigate.
0: acknowledging the feelings. Yeah. You're just kind yeah. of like pretending it's not there.
1: Because, yeah. dude, my dad also had a very stressful life. He would work all day. He, dude, when you work as an as an Indian man in the Middle East and Qatar, you had to deal with like a lot of racism and his boss wasn't the most, wasn't the nicest guy. So he had to deal with that stress and then losing his mom because his mom and him had a very close relationship. He left, he fled India because his dad wasn't the most secure role model, wasn't the best role model, right? And he didn't want to stay indian so he just he took the first opportunity which was go to this small place in the middle east where no one which you never no one's ever heard of and just try to make something out of it that's like the biggest risk i've ever seen someone take in my life right so she would say things like that and i would be like i'll just look at them very differently and i actually i think i told my mom i'm like that's really messed up you, you know? know don't say that you know and I was like 17 or 18 at the time but because I've been in the I've been in the car with my dad when he's cried before you know and he's like he's like I'm sorry I'm like dude yeah
0: they're just normal feelings yeah
1: yeah I'm starting to understand now like when you let someone know how you feel you're respecting them because you're saying like dude I respect connection we have so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how I feel and the and it's because it's risky I think even in it is risky but I'm letting you know so that we can get closer you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying I think it's disrespectful to not say anything and just you guys just keep distant, 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 you know? And I don't agree with like festering, festering emotions is like the worst thing, which, you know, but most people can just like leave it and just, you know, I can't do that for sure. I know because I know my personality very well that I know I'm a festerer. I'm just like, I just hold on to stuff. And when I see that person next, it just keeps holding and holding and holding and holding. And then one day it just explodes and I'm just like yelling at them. And (laughs) I'm just like not fucking with them anymore. And then, and it's just like a terrible situation for everybody involved.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what yeah. bothers you more when you open up to one of your guy friends or if you open up to a girlfriend and they don't accept you, which one hurts more?
1: I think open to a girlfriend.
0: Why? Why does her thoughts of you matter more?
1: Uh, guys are guys, whatever. I'm going to go fuck about guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I mean, care.
0: but they're your friends. Weren't they be your friends for longer? You know, wouldn't you want, I mean, well, like, are, are they like family? Also,
1: also, Amanda, I've, I've had a, I've, I've, dude, I've left, I've been living in different countries my whole life. So okay. to me, like friends kind of come and go, but we still keep in contact. That's cool. I have friends from like Cyprus and London that we might talk, but we're not like, the thing is I've, I, maybe cause I put, I put, I've been with my mom and my sister, like we've mm-hmm. been through some traumatic times in our lives. I'm closer with them. So, and I've seen our relationship, Right. So I, I might hold women at a higher standard, maybe. Okay. I would look at them as a safe communicator. Like, I can talk about stuff. I'm hoping that you would understand. I mean, I think that's it. With guys, I've been around guys, like, my whole fucking life. I used to play rugby. We used to do a lot of debauchery. Mm-hmm. And, like, even in those time periods, I knew for a fact I could not talk to these guys about anything. Like, it's a no-no. Because they're definitely, it's going to go around the whole team. So I kind of it's kind of set in my brain. Yeah, you can't talk to guys about this kind of stuff. Women, yeah, but also I've talked to women, and yeah, sometimes they don't reciprocate that same kind. Like they're not as sensitive as I thought that they would be, right? And that's cool. I think you just I think I've just learned that it's just catching on a catching a vibe with someone, and you kind of see like okay, you kind of let slow drip, slow drip like information, and see how they reciprocate it. I think yeah, female would hurt me more because I'm like yeah. There's a reason I'm telling you this. I I don't really tell stuff to anyone, which is not a good thing. But if I do tell you something, it means I like you a lot. And I I expect, like, you know, just acknowledgement. Just be like, all right, cool. I get it. And then the next day, you can we can still, like, talk about... We can still hang out, but just don't make it, like, awkward.
0: Yeah. So when do you decide to open up to a woman? Is it after a certain period of time? Or enough things have happened? When do you decide, I'm going to open up to this girl versus someone someone else
1: i think it depends on the relationship i have with them i would never open up to some woman i just met that's never happening i would not do that just my circum, my life circumstances i've had guy friends i've known for three four years and we don't hang out until like recently Mm -hmm. i've known like a friend of mine for almost yeah three years and we never hung out at all outside of the gym and then just like recently we're like hey let's go let's go (laughs) to a patio you know and it's. But then for me, that's my thing of, I need to know where you are. Because for me, trust is like the biggest thing. I've had my trust broken so many times that I'm like, I don't want to to get hurt. And I think with with women, it just depends. There's some women like I can just hang out within a month. And we don't have to talk about personal stuff. But I can just call you and be like, hey, you want to go get a coffee? Cool. You want to go get like, just want to go to the park? Yeah, we could do that. Sometimes it'll take me a year. It just depends, right? How comfortable you get with that person.
0: What is your romantic situation now? Like, are you seeing anyone? No. So, no. your last relationship, how long ago was it?
1: Oh, I never had a girlfriend. Like, ever? I never had, no.
0: So, what has your dating life been like?
1: Oh, oh my God. Okay. This is really going to keep me confidential, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So it's going to be a little bit long-winded. I hope you don't okay. mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like growing up, my family was strictly um, monogamous, right? They're like mm-hmm. Very religious Hindu family. Most of my friends were like Christian and most of them were like from the UK, you know, from America. And their kind of relationships with women have been very like just all over the place, right? So growing up with, with that kind of environment, right, I would... Ask my I think I I remember asking my dad, like, hey dad, like I like this girl, like how do I ask her out? And my dad never dated anyone. He just married my mom straight away. It was an arranged marriage. So he okay. didn't really know. And I don't expect him to like tell me like all the game plan, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. So he's just like, you know what? Don't do it. <laughs> Get married first. And okay. I'm like, Dad, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't agree with it. And I definitely and my mom was kinda like the same way. She's like, We call this thing like hanky panky, just like sex. She's like, don't okay. have hanky panky, right? So I'm like Well, I can't ask you guys. Mm -hmm. So I would ask my friends, my guy friends would be like, yo, don't, don't tell her, don't tell them how you feel. If they ask you what's wrong, don't say anything because they'll keep coming back to you. Right. And Mm. they'll just kind of keep them guessing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Keep them guessing. I was, I was pretty obese at the time too. So like, I would just take whatever advice. But the thing is, I had a great personality. Girls at that time would really like me because I was really funny. And I was just like, I didn't really care. But then I used to take these guys advice. And when I was upset with something they did, I wouldn't tell them. I would mm-hmm. hold it in, right? And then eventually like, they would be like, what's wrong? Like one day you were hanging out with me. We're like really cool. We're, we're vibing. And then the next day you don't want to talk to me. And mm-hmm. it was cool for like the first day, you know, I'm like, oh, they like me. But then after a while, it just got so fucking, oh, it was so shitty. And then eventually they're like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Like, and then they would, just have, they would get a boyfriend and I'll get even more upset because I'm be like, oh, this shit didn't work. I would say it's my weight, it's because I'm brown, it's because of this and that and the third, right? And then I'm like, oh, that's, and then as I grew up, I just noticed I had this pattern. I would just hold things in. I would just be like, no, I'm not going to tell women how I feel. I'm not going to say this or that. Um, I'm not going to kind of establish boundaries with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would be like, it's a no-no for me. And then, like, eventually, like, this summer I met, I kind of I had, I had a friend who kind of helped me with this kind of situation. And then, like, uh, I was I was a virgin until I was 31, right? I'm 31 now. So, basically, like, I always had this thing of, of virginity. It was very high. And eventually, like, um, yeah, we kind of just, I spoke to her very, like, candidly about my emotions. I was really into pornography and, like, you know, masturbation and things like that so I kind of explained to her the whole thing like I just felt very comfortable talking to her about it like just saying you know what I feel like I've just been in the slippery slope
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I've just not I feel like I'm not actualized myself I always look outside for stimulation right and then eventually she kind of helped me out with this with these kind of things and then like yeah like this past week yeah we uh, we kind of just talked about it and then i i noticed i would do this 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 kind of pattern like my emotional patterns would be the same like i was in high school hold things in mm-hmm. don't tell them until you see them next make it a big scene and then like you know but then <laughs> i'm like dude that's a fucked up pattern like why are you doing that like you're 31 you should be you should be repeating the same thing since you were 15 or 14 years old so i literally decided to like it was fucking scary because I've done things like that where I've told people I didn't like how I felt, how I felt about how they treated me. And they would be like, well, fuck you. I don't need you anyway. Right. So it's already set this thing in my head where I'm like, I don't want to lose their friendship over this thing. I hope I'm not overreacting. But I'm like, dude, if they're your friend, they're going to acknowledge your, your feelings and say, yeah, dude, my bad. Exactly. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to do that. So I think the other day I had not an argument, but a disagreement with someone. Mm-hmm. And she kind of yelled at me. And I didn't say anything at the moment. I just left mm-hmm. like 15 minutes after. I was like, I have to go to the studio. And I just texted her. It was scary because I'm like, what if I lose as a friend? But then I'm like, dude, you're fucking awesome. Why do you care? And I just said to her like, hey, I didn't appreciate what you did. Just being respectful about it. I didn't want to f- I didn't want to have my emotions fester. And I really like you. Just letting you know, good night. And then from there, she's like, oh, my. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to do that, right?
0: And I think that's huge. You should never think that you saying anything that's important to you would result in the loss of somebody, you know, it's their loss if they don't get to see all of you. And why do you want to continue your life just being one version, you know, at the end of the day, like if you want higher quality relationships, that means, you know, all the ups and downs, you can't just always be the the one picture that they see,
1: right? If you are so emotionally negligent, and you're just like, not going to tell anyone how you feel. You're definitely on that path of like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything to anyone about how I feel and you are going to be alone. You know what exactly. I mean? So yeah. I found it very scary. I would cry because I was like, this is so much to take in. There's so many things of, in life that I've, I've neglected, you know what I mean? Relationships I've done to people. I've done shit to people where I, I'm not, i not proud of. I've, I've withheld things from people I'm not proud of. And I was like, why why can't I be more open? I feel like if I was more open with people, regardless of if it was a if it was a good thing or a bad thing, mm-hmm. I think my life would have been a bit different, right? But I'm like, I'm happy I figured it out though. I'm figuring it out now. I shouldn't say figured it out. Because right. this is like an ongoing thing, right? Yeah.
0: So then what do guys talk about if they don't talk about feelings? Like you said you're in rugby, you know, you're in like lots of sports and kind of guys, uh, guys.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Oh my God, shit that you won't like. <laughs> shit that you don't, know, you feel very, very disrespectful stuff. Okay. Towards women and just, in, well, like, not always about women, but just like about guy things. Like, we just talk about like sports mostly. And like, when we used to play rugby, most of them would just talk about what happened at school, what happened, what happened in the game, what, what like rugby game they watched before. We would just be drinking too, right? So we'll just talk about stuff. And they would be talking about, the girls they want to smash and then the girls that they smashed and how how good it was how how shit it was and basically like it was just very like i don't know i didn't like it i thought it was cool at the time maybe mm-hmm. but then i was just like oh, now as you'll grow older i don't know I just, yeah, it was kind of like tacky you know what i mean because i'm like i was friends with some of those girls too right so
0: why do you think guys were like that where they felt like they had to talk disrespectfully about women with, with amongst themselves you know, like, is that just a way to prove like you're cooler than everyone? Or what was it like a I don't understand the flex.
1: <laughs> I think yeah, it's, it's it's like a social thing, right there. Like it, like in, in the UK, the UK. So like that was the culture growing up too, right? For mm-hmm. us, like, this is before political correctness. In the Middle East, we never had that. First of all, like Qatar was the most one of the most racist places I ever lived with, lived in right. my whole life. So when we would live there, basically like a lot of the British who used to who, who lived there too, they were kind of racist already. So mm-hmm. they would just come back and they're just like, oh, I feel like I'm at home because. I just, I'm hanging out with my own people, basically all white people, people who were, who were into the same things as they were, rugby, drinking, and they'll be like, oh, this is my community, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like it's a parental thing as well, because some of the parents, I've been to some of these kids' houses, the parents were just so negligent, like they didn't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give an example. If it was 10.30 and I was supposed to be home at 10 o'clock, my mom would have called me or my dad would have called me by 10:10 10, 10 or 10-15. Like, hey, where are you? For them, their parents didn't give a shit. Hang out to however long you want, whatever. Do what you want. The kids had no kind of like back, no one to talk to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And guess who? Like, guess who can you talk to? Your friends. Mm-hmm. And if your friends have more experience than you. Because also remember, like, in our, in, our, in our school, not all of us lived in Qatar at the time. I was one of the few who lived there since I was like a kid since I was like zero years old and I grew up there some kids came when they were 15 years old so they lived in the UK like they lived in like Newcastle or Manchester so they've they've had like a very crazy upbringing and they come Mm -hmm. to the Middle East now they're bringing all their thoughts whatever shit they learned there into our community Mm -hmm. you have someone from India who who's lived there since he was 14 coming to, to Qatar to Qatar and then they're doing they're like bringing in their like experiences you know what i'm saying so everybody's bringing all these different experiences and some of them are good some of them are bad most of them are bad though because <laughs> to be frank i think that all that all that locker room talk happens is because like it's like a, it's like a social thing where you're like oh i'm a bigger man than you or like i'm just showing my dominance in terms of like yeah i smashed these girls and they all loved it i'm the king honcho, and other guys like person b is like hey well i smashed these per- these girls plus three more in the american school so okay. i'm the bigger head honcho and it just kept going and going and going but i don't think those like you know it was just the, the thing to do i think it was just like the way they were raised as well right like dude like i said the way i was raised is very different i'm very very happy the way the way i was raised by my family i just didn't take their lessons that's the that was the problem so were, how
0: did you participate with them
1: did you like, i would not say anything oh you just, did you
0: just kind of listen i would just be
1: like i will be like what the fuck what is going on be like and then because they would be like and then i remember once or twice they found out i was a virgin and they just yeah. laughed at me and i was just like yo that's kind of fucked up i think that kind of solidified this thing in my head i'm like oh it's it's like a bad thing to be a virgin because they were just like i was a very big guy and i could you know i could i was i was like physically empowered like uh dominant so like They would just be like, dude, you're like big dude who plays rugby and you're Mm -hmm. not even getting laid. Like, what's wrong with you? That was like their mentality, right? They're like something that there's like a mental defect. Honestly, I just wanted to find someone who I could connect with, connect and not even like emotionally as I grow older, I realize like you can connect with people in different ways. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be sexual all the time. I think because I realized sex so late in my life, I don't look at it the same way. Like, oh, I have to have sex with everyone now. I think one of my friend joked about, because joke, he knows I'm a virgin and he, mm-hmm. well, I'm not one anymore, but he knew that he was like, yo, once this is done, you're going to start smashing everyone. And I'm like, I don't feel like that at all. I just feel like the same guy, but I just want to improve myself. I just want to kind of make myself a better person for for just, you know, I don't, not for anyone, just for myself.
0: Yeah. Do you so, think it's better that you waited this long?
1: Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. It's like <laughs> it feels like a weight has been lifted. Yeah. You know, in university, I've, I've had friends like kind of offered to like have, hook up with me at that moment. I'm like, no, that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right to me. I've been offered, but it just didn't feel like it was the right moment. I didn't feel I was definitely, I was not emotionally mature enough to take that, to take that on, right? I do, I do feel like sex is like a transfer of energy. Mm-hmm. So what you feel in that moment, if you're depressed in that moment, or you're feeling like you're lacking and you're exchanging that energy with someone else, it's like, I think this is unfair on that other person. You know what I mean? And I feel like you just know, I don't know, Amanda, you just kind of know like, oh, this is the person I want to have an emotional connection with. You just feel it. You don't, it's not like a physical thing to me anyway. And I feel like the people who have offered, they just didn't look at, they just thought I was cute and that's it. And I was like, okay, but I, I'm not that kind of guy. Maybe the other guys who fucked thought it was just a physical thing, but I'm not like that. I'm actually more, I would say I'm getting more emotionally in touch with my emotions than most guys. I can tell, a, a guy friend can tell me what happened to him and I would never look at him differently. Because I'm like, dude, if something traumatic happened to you, you should, you should, you know, if you want to tell me, you should. But don't feel, like I don't want people to feel obligated, you know what I mean, to, to, to let me know about certain things in their life. Yeah, losing it now was a, was a much better decision because emotionally I'm way different mm-hmm. compared to when I was 25, 26, or 27. I had diff- all these different periods in my life because I think when I was still 25 and 27, I still had some hangups. I was depressed. I had You know, I had like, I still had those emotions that I didn't, I didn't kind of understand about myself. I still didn't know who I was, to be honest. I didn't know like, what was I? I didn't have like a solid foundation, right? Yeah.
0: When I was younger, I wanted to have sex with everybody because I Uh. thought that was what everybody is supposed to do, right? And when I was growing up, it's funny because like, I guess locker room talk, everyone's got, like all the guys are talking about having sex with other girls. I was thinking like, I mean... depends on which circle you're with. I was thinking like the, I don't want to be cute anymore. I want to be hot. I want to be sexy. Like I want to be having sex and I want to be like treated like a woman. Right. So I thought that was like a maturity level, but I wasn't mature and I wasn't emotionally mature. So I got myself into these sexual entanglements that were dangerous for me. So I think that's more responsible to wait, but because you know, I think the earlier you start, the more problems arise, because now you don't know what right and wrong is. And you don't know, like how you were supposed to feel with someone.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely, like, the maturity aspect comes into it too, right? Like if you're 14 and you don't know what you want to do, like you don't even know what university you're going to be going to, right? By then. Yeah. 14. And that's like the most trivial thing when I think about life, right? That's mm-hmm. like the most trivial thing, which university university to go to. If you, you lose it as, at a young age, it's like you still have to figure things out, right? I think when you get older, you kind of have like, I think like your, the cognitive blocks in your brain are starting to build up. And like, you start to this understand yourself a little bit more, start to understand people a little bit more, what's right, what's wrong. And then it just, it just happens, right? Like I definitely, I'm a big proponent on like manifestation and like energy. Cause like, it's a crazy thing. When I quit my job, like this year during the pandemic, I would try to manifest like riches in music, like music production. Mm-hmm. But then instead I manifested something, but what I really wanted to manifest was this, 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 uh, alleviation of of this this thing in my in my body right which is like my emotion this to release that out of anything else the music was going great but then all these other things were opening up like actually developing a human connection with people like which you know who have nothing to do with music you know what Mm -hmm. i mean we get so wrapped up in this all hustle 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 but bro like sometimes the best things is just like hanging out with friends and talking about stuff and it's crazy because some of my friends, would, if I told them what I did my day, I'd be like, oh, I just went out, went to the gym, hung out with a friend for five hours, and I came home and ate food, right? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, yo, man, you're wasting time. It's like, yeah, you might think it's wasting time. I think it's the most fucking nurturing thing you can do. It's the most healing thing you can do if you want to do it, right? There's a difference between being guilted to doing something, like okay. being guilted into hanging out with someone, And doing it but if you feel in your heart like i want to do this you should do it right regardless
0: what um what advice would you give to guys today to open up more so that they can have these more real connections with people
1: i think understanding your mind and making mental notes and journals like having a journal is a very good idea and the journal doesn't have to be like a written one it could just be on your phone like i write notes just like if i feel a negative emotion i just write it down Like a quick memo. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, why did I feel like jealousy? Oh, okay, because of this part, of this part. Okay. And then you kind of break it down. And then Mm -hmm. you kind of like go to the root cause of it. And sometimes the root cause is is kind of associated with like your childhood. You know what I mean? Like, do you mind if I give an example? Yeah, yeah, give me one. Yeah. So like, for example, like if you, if your parents have always put you on a pedestal, I'm I'm a, I'm an Indian, Indian boy, right? Mm -hmm. Growing up. I'm the youngest sibling. And I'm a, I'm a, and in in Indian society, the boy is always like the highest one. Look, the, the, it's a, it's a patriarchal society, yeah. So the boy is always like favored. So I'm the youngest, and I'm a boy. So ah, I, I got everything I wanted. <laughs> like oh, yeah. they showered me with gifts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like when you're used to that mentality of like always being put first, you encounter someone, you meet someone who doesn't put you first, right? Mm-hmm. Relationship-wise, you're like, oh, that's fucked up. They don't appreciate me right and then like and i feel like a lot of that stuff any jealousy i felt like oh this person picked this person over me it always kind of goes back to my childhood and goes mm-hmm. back to how i was raised and it wasn't any fault of my i cannot blame my, cannot blame anyone for this kind of stuff it's just life but it just goes back to show like all this stuff is rooted any feelings you have journal them down stop pornography and stop masturbating for sure and yeah definitely like what about and-
0: guys out there that are like oh i don't need to work on myself I, I love myself. I'm fine. You know what I mean? You're like diluted. those kind of guys you're, that are too strong. You're deluded.
1: You're <laughs> deluded. <You're> diluted. <laughs> like, because strong, like, okay, that's another interesting thing you mentioned, like strong, right? Like what is strong? My dad was, my dad was like, he was physically empowering, but I felt like the strongest part of him was him just being like himself. Right. Like he can he he dude, as someone who went from from living in a small town in India to being able to travel to like Germany, to travel to France, to have us go on vacations to Thailand, to like Hong Kong, to have us do so many things and still be emotionally connected with himself and spiritually connected. I think that's the best freaking thing ever. He didn't know how to do kickboxing. I do. But I still feel like there's that lack that thing that's lacking. I still feel like I have to improve that emotional faculty in myself. He had that down path. So strong is very subjective. It's very subjective. Like when you mean strong, you mean physically or you mean mentally. You can be both. But I feel like if you're both, it's like the best. You can be physically strong. But dude, like just express how you feel to someone, good or bad, or just like it, just in conversation. I think that's like, I think that's the best thing you can do. If a guy says they don't need to do that, I said, well unfortunately you haven't looked at yourself in five to ten years because you think life's going to be like this forever it's not you have to like encounter your demons one day and that day you you know you don't know when that's going to happen you might be the love of your life tomorrow but you can haven't dealt with your shit right she might not deal with it you know i don't know like it's i it's everyone's different i understand Mm -hmm. like but i can only speak personally like I've seen, I've kind of like created this reality in my head where 15 years from now, I didn't encounter these feelings or I didn't like, I didn't acknowledge these hangups I had and I'm still thinking I'm 45 and I'm still a virgin or I'm 45 and I have no friends or I'm 45 and I haven't, and I'm still like doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Right. By then it's, it's kind of, kind of late. And this is another thing which goes back to pornography and masturbation, right? I don't mean to be TMI with this, but just like when it comes to that stuff, like I actually do research on this thing, these things too, like dopamine and like uh, with semen, if you keep letting it go and you're kind of in this in this kind of state of always releasing semen mm-hmm. three, four times a day, of course, you're not going to be willing to improve yourself because you have no energy. So mm-hmm. one thing I've noticed was when I, during the beginning of COVID, it's all I did, unfortunately, because, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, This I don't mean to be like disgusting, but like it it's it's what I did a lot. And when I stopped, I actually had to sit down and be like, okay, I have to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I'm going to use that energy to, to figure out myself and figure out like my hangups and figure out like what's blocking me from getting to my truest potential, right? People who just, because remember when, in, in, even in old, in, um, even with animals and males, when you release semen, that's basically saying to your brain that you've procreated, so you can yep. relax. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. So of course, when guys say oh, I don't need to do that, I'm, I'm perfect as it is. It's basically because you've just been jerking off the whole time, and your 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 mind is basically in the state of I've procreated, right? When you're ah. when you haven't, you're just like you're like on edge. You're kind of like okay, I have to do things these small things right like um definitely i i definitely do feel like in today's society pornography and like like this this thing of masturbation it does play like a bit like um it does play a part in the way males interact because i'm not saying masturbation is bad Mm -hmm. but you're doing it overdoing it which is how it is because dude pornhub is available like like right like any moment right mm-hmm. most guys just go straight to it especially now it's like the most dangerous time because you're just at home so people just I'd go, get attracted to that and then they just start going off and i think that's when like the depression kicks in because like you're always your dopamine's so high and then you just have this crash and then mm-hmm. the first, next thing you do guess what you're gonna go back to it again and it keeps going up and down up and down yeah yeah definitely. i w-
0: yeah, I remember like like when when lockdown first started, like I was masturbating like so much more than I used to. And then you're right, like I have no more energy to do anything else, so I started to make rules. I was like no porn until weekends or like no no Netflix until weekends, right? Just to control the dopamine levels so that each time I do it it would be more exciting. But I don't know what your thoughts are on this on in terms of females with porn and masturbation because when I was growing up, girls don't talk about masturbation. Or porn and we didn't even learn sex until we had sex with a guy and i guess it's the traditional concept of like the guy shows you how to have sex right and mm-hmm. anytime i'd ask girls like do you masturbate and the ones that don't which is a lot would say no i don't and then i said well how do you know your body if you haven't mm-hmm. and they'll say well because my boyfriend satisfies me enough or I get everything from my boyfriend and I was like, but then that means you rely on everything for your sexual satisfaction on this guy. And maybe he's not in the right mood some days, right? And then you might be Mm -hmm. disappointed, but then you'll think it's your fault when it has nothing to do with either of you, just like you need to know your own body. So even though you didn't have sex growing up, at least you got to explore your body, right? So what would you think is like the right time to learn about your body sexually? You know, in moderation.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I don't know, like, like what's mm-hmm. the right time. That's like subjective. That's like you at 25, you, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you, you probably know, or like at 19, right? I, I have no idea. I think some guys, I could be wrong, but from my experience, they don't like being told what to do, right? <laughs> like, right, exactly. <laughs> they like... It also goes back to communication. If, a, if a guy has been having sex so many times with different women He's so used to his way of doing things, and then a one one woman comes around and says, "No, I want it done this way." Very demanding. Well, not demanding, but just like I, they just know what they want, Yeah. right? And I like that because I, as a guy, then that gives me more comfortability to say what I like.
0: Yeah, I heard this funny quote where where apparently, guys look at having sex like breakfast you know like it's just something that happens yeah it's almost daily you know and
1: Uh, um,
0: (laughs) and then girls (laughs) look at sex like it's chocolate cake you know it's like something to enjoy it's like a dessert versus like sex for them is just on the agenda you know it's part of the itinerary of like regular events they don't treat it in the same seriousness as in like oh i'm so excited for my chocolate cake today you know like it's It's something to get excited about, right? So I think that mentality turns it into a problem because it's like, man, I have breakfast every day. I know how to have breakfast, you know? So I get that. And then someone else is like, no, but like, this is how you glaze the cake. And it's like, what are you talking about? I'm just here to eat. Like, it's not a thing.
1: I think just my, like the way I've seen with guys, how they don't have sex and how I've done it was, I was definitely, my first time was very like, I was very slow, like slow to the point. I'm like, I'm going to like really take my time with it. Mm -hmm. And I think women, some, some women too are so used to just a smash really quick and that's it, right? For them, it's like, it's nice. You know, I think it just depends, right? My friend was like, you actually took your time, which is really nice, which is very different from other guys. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Which is, I like that because I have no clue what I'm doing. So I need to like learn this whole, this whole, uh, this whole thing, right? So also guys expect sex a lot. You know yes, what I mean? The I my, they yeah. expect sex a lot. I personally, since I've done it, I think like this this thing of how great it is, its has got put down. And I'm like, you know what? Like, it's cool. But I felt like the emotional part was way more like more exciting. Like just like, okay, an example would be like, okay, I had sex with someone, a, g- a good friend. It was good. I enjoyed the emotional link we had more than anything because now we both know each other in a deeper way. But then the friend I had an argument with when we were both just talking about our emotions and how we both felt about each other, and we cuddled. That felt to me way more like energetic. It felt mm. way more like alleviating than than um, than just having sex. Cause I think once sex is done, like I said, you're back. You're back to square one, right? Everyone everyone is different. Some guys just want to buzz and they want to dip. That's it's up to you. And some women are the same way. Some women just want to have sex and go. It's up to you, right? But I I think that's the cool thing about this life. We're all different, you know. Mm. Like you not know, all of us are the same. Um. Yeah.
0: I want to wrap up with two questions. What negative ideas do your female friends have about themselves? that you wish could change
1: i have a friend who she was involved in a poly relationship with with a guy and the mm-hmm. guy had a, had like a, his ex-girlfriend so all three of them had this little triangle mm-hmm. it's, you know so it's different and like he had pressure and then he had different things like involved in his life so she would try to um she would try to help him out right like she would get a therapist for herself and for him wow. to be like let's figure out your problems let's let's figure out let's 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 talk about it. She would hold his hand and be like, let's let's go together. And she would always ask him, like, why? You know, like what's the what's the issue? I feel like in her situation, I think she wanted to be the healer and she put so much pressure on herself. Like if she didn't fix him, that no one that no one else could. Mm-hmm. When it's it's honestly it's on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's don't put his baggage on your shoulders because at the end of the day, you know, God forbid you die, and he has to deal with all that shit himself or like you leave and you're like I'm done with this stuff he has to deal with it not you Mm -hmm. now you're just taking all this baggage and now you're now you feel like a failure because you didn't fix it when it's not your Mm -hmm. job it's his job dude we're all responsible for our own fixing I cannot be that person I can help you fix yourself but I don't make me that person that I'm gonna fix you completely I cannot do that it has to come from you like you can support yeah you can support but I don't feel like you need to necessarily like be accountable for that person's happiness right so it's like just realize you can support them them, but they have to make the decision to want to change. Exactly. You know what I mean? That I think that's the most important thing. And I think just being open, like if you want your partner to be open with you, be prepared, right? We have like a set plan. Don't be so surprised that they opened up to you and now you don't know what to do. Right now because i feel like it's, it's happened where like you've explained yourself to someone and emotionally and they don't know how to take it anymore and they're like well mm-hmm. like this whole dynamic has been shifted it's kind of like a lose-lose situation so what the guy has to hold it in and then you still you stop you're basically gonna let the relationship dissolve or you're gonna you're gonna break through this uncomfortable barrier of like oh he just told you how he felt or are you are gonna go through or you're just gonna stop like there you know what mm-hmm. i mean so I feel like just being way more like open about your stuff. And, and yeah, just, you know, if if your partner is doing something wrong, tell them, I feel like that's the most important thing. If you did they, they, they said something that you didn't like, that was disrespectful, or even in the bedroom, you don't like something they're doing, you have a right to tell them, no, I don't like that. I don't want you to do that anymore. Yeah. Things like that. I feel that's, that's important in my opinion. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I have one last question. Since yeah. uh, we talked about a lot of different topics today, Which topics jumped out at you the most that you would like another man to talk about and elaborate on? in another episode, I
1: think definitely talking about being, um, I think just being like more communicative, think for sure. The communication for sure is like an important thing. How, like, talk like the toxic masculinity that they encountered during their life, like, how how was that, you know, because we're all we all had like different levels of it. How did they go about it? And how did their life turn out? And how did they expect it to turn out? Because there's so much that Like the thing is, it's very hard for me to talk about uh, what other people might be going through. Mm -hmm. I can only talk about my experiences. I've I've had this bad habit of like projecting Mm -hmm. to people like, oh, this is my experience. So you must have gone through it too. But they're like, no, not exactly. Not at all. So I try (laughs) my best not to just say that. I can only speak personally. Sorry, Amanda. So like... I would just say like how, how how has your life changed since you were a kid to now? how has this idea of masculinity been um, like um, been a part of your life? you know what I mean? like how has it affected you positively, negatively? Have you had any relationships with females? I think that's a great thing because I haven't had any. So mm-hmm. like like with any any relationships with feed with women how 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 did it go about like you know what did if you know their first girlfriend, how did it go about? How did they break up with them and what was the reason for it and then did they notice a pattern in their relationships that they felt they had to fix you know or like they felt it was a was a was something that they noticed
0: cool so like you want to know other people's journey because you you only know yours and the yeah. more the more you know about other people's journeys it'll kind of help you shape a better understanding of yourself and how you interact with it, people
1: exactly see it's like so it's like i think you're the first person i've told about mine i don't really tell people stuff Personal stuff, right? So I'm this is anonymous, so I feel comfortable telling you this, right? But like, I felt like my situation is very different than most males, it's very, very different. So I have a perspective which is very unique to how most males in Canada or, like, in, in America, how they would have gone about it. And most of them lose their virginity at 14, 15, and it develops, their their mind develops in a different way compared to mine, right? I, and, like, it's inter, it'll be interesting to see how their thoughts are about females and their view of sexuality compared to mine. And now it's it's weird because, like, I have friends who talk, about, like, was it the other day? Um, The other day my friend was talking about sex, and I was just like, bro, like, this is... I don't need to hear this. This is just not for me. You know what I mean? But before I would have kept my, I would have been like, oh yeah, tell me more. <laughs> but now I'm kind of like, yeah, dude, What you know, I'm, I don't, I don't feel the same way about it because I definitely feel like the emotional part of it is stronger than anything else. And the emotional part can just be just like, like I said before, it could just be like you just getting closer with someone, right? On a, on a level, like I feel it's healing in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like my experience, just one last thing. It's like when I, when I, when I, when I did it, it wasn't necessarily the physical aspect of it, but it was the emotional healing aspect where I got to talk about like, damn, like I had a lot of trauma growing up, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had a lot of, like a lot of pent up feelings that I was scared to share with people. Right. And as, as I talked to that person about my friend about it, she's like, Oh, you know what? You're not that bad. I would, I would really, she noticed these things in languages in me. Like I would say like, Oh, I'm terrible. I'm like a bad person. She's like, did you kill someone? I'm like, no, I just did this thing to this girl fifteen years ago, which I feel really bad for. And she's like, Yeah, dude, <laughs> relax. You know what I mean? And then these small things we just and just like having a conversation about, which we don't have enough, right? Just being more being more open with our, our hearts and not trivializing sex so much in this way of like we're just, we're just going to have sex and that's it. When exactly. like, even it, you can have like friends with benefits, but just make sure that friends with that friends, that friend you're having a benefit with is also emotionally like comfortable with you. You know what I mean? And it's not just a, a situation where you're just both like just smashing and you're both going on your separate ways. I think even friendships, they have a very unique bond. Your friend can help you get over certain things like, like emotional boundaries that you've established in yourself right and I feel that's what friends are for right and same relationships they help you get over like whatever hang-ups you have so that you're ready for the next stage in your life you know what I mean yeah yeah.
0: but you always need definitely you always need that respect and and communication because otherwise you're like creating ideas in your head like you said right so
1: you're creating scenarios yeah you're creating yeah, yeah yeah
0: This man definitely has an unpopular opinion here when he says that sex isn't that big of a deal and is actually glad he waited till he was mature enough to practice it. In contrast with some of the other guys we've had on the show who said sex was the highlight of high school locker room chat. But what are your thoughts on the subject? Could you relate with him or do you think we're missing out on some other details? As always, make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram and see you next Wednesday with some more episodes of The 100 Masked Men.